Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to the Nerds of Business podcast. My name is Darren Moffat. I'm a director at WebBuzz, the growth marketing agency, and I'm your host. I'm really excited to bring you part two of our conversation with Jessica Alderson, the founder of hot dating app, So Synced, uh, out of uh, the UK. Uh, so um, in the last episode, we had part one and we heard from Jessica around her story and how she's leveraging all the key attributes that top entrepreneurs have, such as resilience, creativity, drive, confidence, and so on, uh, into a really successful and fast-growing tech business. So sit back, enjoy part two of my conversation with Jessica from So Synced. I hope you enjoy this edition of Nerds of Business Uncut. I love data. I love kind of looking through the data. You need to have systems, you need to have structure. You're going to get chopped to pieces. Enthusiasm is unstoppable. We kind of hit a point where we were like, we need another lever. Surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and richer than you. <laughs> this is Nerds of Business. Now, we touched on this before. Um, your co-founder is your sister, uh, Luella. Just some striking similarities between you guys. I mean, um, you both worked as uh, researchers and analysts, um, you know, for um, uh, so sort of corporate, you know, investment uh, or banking um, institutions and you're the UK ambassador for women in tech. She's also within that organisation. Um, how do you go working together? I mean, you know, this is a bit of a siblings question here. You know, uh, uh, what, what's that like? And and um, more particularly, like, what advantages do you think uh, that it it gives you guys? You know, uh, how how does that work for you in the business? Yeah, I mean, we were actually talking about it today, and we we're saying that the advantages are so strong. Um, so she's an ESFJ personality type. And as I mentioned, I'm an INFP personality type. So we are almost literally the polar opposites. Okay. Um, and that's, yeah, it's funny that we've got a similar background um, and we have, you know, done kind of, I guess, some fairly similar jobs to some extent. Um, but we are quite different in terms of our strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's really helpful because, there are just certain things that she does much faster and much better than me. And I think, you know, vice versa as well. And we don't really argue that much. We discuss things a lot. We, you know, usually, well, we discuss things like literally all day, every day. Um, But, you know, if it's something that she's better at, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, you know, she has the final say and same, same for me. And I think there's a few things that, that make it so great like one is that there's no like beating around the bush or there's no like you know tr- trying to keep each other happy we just like say it exactly as it is yeah um like if she thinks something she'll say it and the same with me so we save a lot of time there's no like politics it, it just literally is what it is and then also in terms of trust i think that is like that's so so important and you know like that co-founder relationship you like really need to be able to trust that other person like you hear of you know co-founders who go behind each other's backs and things like that and I mean it's not impossible for siblings but it's I mean less likely for sure and like particularly 
you know, given we are just super close and we just know that we wouldn't do that to each other. So just having that like ultimate trust, I think makes all the difference. And what did investors think of that? So, you know, when you were pitching out to investors for your know, venture capital, was was that was that a plus or were they sort of a, a little concerned by it? Did they ask questions about it? Yeah, it's a really good question. And it just never really came up. Yep. Like, I, you know, obviously we said we've set this up as sisters. A few asked, you know, how, how does it work? Like a little bit like you did, but there was no, no, like, known or noticeable like concern from yep. any potential investors um so yeah quite interesting yeah well i mean i guess you know trust and and chemistry is super important in a founding team and from an investor's point of view you can see that well if their sisters they obviously you know they've got that very long long-term relationship so there's probably just inherently a lot of things that investors don't have to worry about with a sister relationship but I, I would imagine they'd be quite different if for instance you were setting up the business with a boyfriend or, or a partner you know so yeah. I think investors are a bit more gun shy there because you know well what happens if the romantic relationship breaks down but of course yeah if you hypothetically were in that situation and you had met your partner on so synced you wouldn't have a problem because you'd be matched personality wise and it'd be a very very solid exactly. relationship it would yeah give them all the confidence that you know it's 100 percent right <laughs> <laughs> what personality traits um do you find yourself drawing on most in your journey so far with so synced yeah i think it's two probably like creativity and adaptability mm-hmm. um so creativity in like lots of different ways, just the, I guess the subject itself and what we're doing does require creativity, whether it's like, you know, we have a good social media following, um, coming up with ideas for like blog posts, um, that kind of thing. There's creativity in that sense. Um, But then also creativity in terms of solving problems and challenges you know there's there's lots of things that pop up like sometimes on a daily basis that we have to yes solve and sometimes you you need to be kind of creative about it and it's uh you know it's not like when you're working for someone else and you're like oh I have this issue can you please help me sort this out it's like you need to sort it out you're the founders so you just you just need to I guess essentially just work it work it out you know yeah I I think I love what you said there about creativity. I mean, my little pet theory is that, you know, all sort of business or entrepreneurship is essentially an extended, a very extended riff on problem solving. And to solve problems, <laughs> it, creativity, that, that's, that's what it's all about. Often I find successful entrepreneurs usually have a high degree of creativity and then they're supported with people around them that can, you know, bring in, those sort of operational aspects. So here's, here's a nature versus nurture question. I mean, do you think uh, disruptors slash entrepreneurs are born that way or can they evolve? You know, and w- which applies to you? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a really good question. And yeah, I'm super interested in the nature versus nurture kind of argument. I think potentially a little bit of both. I think you probably do need to be born like some of the characteristics or at least have them to some extent. Yep. But then I think you can, you can develop, I guess, certain aspects of your personality, um, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, well, it totally does. Did you, in your sort of childhood growing up as a teenager, did you always know that you would somehow be drawn to something like starting your own business or did it was it a slow sort of evolving thing that kind of came up on the on the horizon for you? Yeah, no, I didn't always know. Uh, I know, you know, there's like some people who are like making lemonade from lemons and making, you know, 50p profit when they were 12 years old or, or yep. whatever. Like that, I, I didn't really do that so much. Okay. I think probably like did have the personality traits that I just described, like, you know, creativity and adaptability, yep. um, but just like applied them in slightly different ways. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, exactly. That's it. I think like they were there. It's just like, it wasn't always like, oh, you know, we are going to set up a business. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I don't know how much you know about uh, screenwriting. Uh, I've done a bit of writing over the years. And in the mm-hmm. world of screenwriting, if you're writing a screenplay for a movie, there's what's called the inciting event, right? So there's, you know, there's the event that starts the action in the script, Okay, and it seems to me that in your case, the inciting event was the breakup with your your partner or your boyfriend. Would would, would you agree with that? Like that really set you on a different path from from the way you told the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that definitely was the inciting event, and then it was. Um, I guess also what was quite interesting that I was thinking about recently is a few weeks before we decided to set up the app. I met someone who had set up an app and he came from like a fairly similar background. He came from finance and that, and I was like, ah, if he can do it, like, I guess it it was before, it was before even though I'd had the conversation with Lou. So like that, it wasn't really an idea to set up a Myers-Briggs dating app at some point, but that was then like the second part of like sowing the seed of like, ooh, like, you know, could could do set up a business at some point and then like the third part was having drinks with Lou my sister in the bar and then I guess just that kind of light bulb moment so I guess it was like three different things over the course of a year really yeah so it was quite an organic process it wasn't like you sat down and went like I'm going to start this or I've got this sort of five-year plan it was just kind of naturally evolved yeah yeah, um, yeah exactly I'm always fascinated by that these stories because it. The more I talk to entrepreneurs, um, there is there is no right or wrong way, you know. I mean, it's so yeah. it's spruikers out there saying, "Oh, it has to be like this." Well, you know, it's just it happens in so many different ways, and the journeys are all so unique. And on that, you know, with with your journey, uh, the journey ahead for so synced, what challenges do you see sort of you know coming up, and and how how will you overcome them? Yeah, I mean. I think with challenges, one of the things we've learned is <laughs> we can never quite predict when or in what way they'll pop up. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard to to predict them. I guess bigger kind of bigger picture challenges that you know we do foresee is uh, like scaling the team. You know, kind of I guess picking the right people for the right roles, like making sure that they're happy and you retain them that kind of thing you know particularly when there's quite a lot of competition for talent and particularly developers Mm -hmm. that definitely might be a challenge to some extent and then I guess just like scaling the whole company really and you know like scaling our marketing 
scaling things in the right proportion. You don't want to scale scale your marketing and grow your users faster than your tech can handle, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think they're, they're the main things really. And then I'm, I'm sure there will absolutely be things that, you know, pop up that we just didn't really expect, but hopefully we'll just find some creative ways to solve those problems. Great. Now, here's an interesting question. Like, as a as a, a business leader, as a disruptive entrepreneur, who is your your favourite or most inspiring disruptor? So, you know, sort of talking about the very maybe the very top echelon of famous entrepreneurs here that are sort of you know, have disrupted markets. Uh, so, who would you choose as, as your favourite and why? I think um, like Brian Chesky with Airbnb. Mm, nice. Uh, yeah exactly i think like the way that he leads just resonates with my values a lot yeah Yeah. he really he very clearly leads with a lot of integrity um a lot of transparency he appears to treat his employees very well and he also seems to treat them like smart adults you know like I, I don't know if you read the the letter that he wrote to them um, when they had to make big cuts in May last year. Yeah. But that was yeah, it just it came across as like a, a good guy, you know. And then yeah, what he's done with Airbnb is obviously um, incredible as well, and not necessarily you know a, an obvious thing to do, like because it's done it's so big now and it's widely used, it's quite easy to think that oh yeah, like you know. That, that's obvious but at the time when we started it's you know are people actually going to you know, rent out like rooms and things like that through mm. through an app um so it, it really was i think very disruptive um and then also they you know they had some quite intense competition in the early stages i was reading about it um quite recently but you know there was a company that popped up that got like lots and lots of funding and Airbnb kind of ended up winning by by a lot. I think they actually competitively shut down, but um, you know they they've gone through quite a journey. Oh, look, I think that that's a great choice. Brian Chesky's uh, amazing. I mean, I've listened to quite a few interviews with him on Masters of Scale. I don't know. Are you familiar with that podcast? No, I'm not actually. You really should to. check that out. So, Masters of Scale is one of my favourite shows, and. Um, and it's hosted by Reid Hoffman uh, from LinkedIn. And um, and so he's had Brian Chesky on the show quite a few times. And uh, what's so striking about him is the emotional intelligence. Um, uh, yes. He's, yes, he's much more uh, in tune you know, with that uh, site, that style of leadership. Uh, and I think some of the things you're alluding to there, the fact that, you know, they gave, they gave money back to the, to the hosts, you know, they, they set aside an endowment fund you know they actually uh, they didn't have to do it you know there was nothing in the in their terms or whatever to do this but you know, during the pandemic they got money back to hosts and the other th- really notable thing about the story of airbnb and brian chesky which i love and no doubt you're f- familiar with this part of it is that when they were still a very very young startup and they hadn't really got much funding and they needed to get some funds and so to keep the cash coming in they created a serial uh, yes, <laughs> based on Barack Obama, called Obamios yeah. uh, Abam, Ab- or something like that, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so and they they this it was a red hot product. They sold loads of it. This is going back, uh, I think, in the two thousand and eight election, 
And so they created this whole other product, other business, just as a means to keep some cash coming in. And that really goes to what you were saying before about creativity. You know, there's always a way. You've just got to find that way. You've got to be um, creative enough to, to come up with a solution. That's well, thank it. you for that answer. That that was that was great. Yeah, he's one of my favourites too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess the other thing I like about him is that he shows that you can be a great business person and, I guess, have strong morals and values. Yes. You know, like you don't necessarily have to be this like cold-hearted, ruthless person to succeed. Like he, you know, yeah, clearly has strong morals that he sticks to, and uh, you know, has done very, very well. So I love that he's a great. Uh, like role model and, and inspiration for that. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, uh, Jessica Alderson from Dating App So Synced. We now come to a famous recurring segment here at Nerds of Business called Nerd Under Pressure. Right, so it's Nerd Under Pressure and Jess from So Synced, you are our dating tech disruptor um nerd today and uh, we are keen to hear from you for one killer hack uh, or tip that you could give to other business owners for launching a disruptive startup i'm going to give you five seconds thinking time okay over to you okay i would say don't strive for perfection uh-huh. like i read once, you know, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, then you've launched too late. And yes. I think that's so important. Like I look back to our first product and like our first website and God, I'm like mortified. <laughs> like it was not good. But at the same time, like the sooner you get it out, the sooner you know A, if it'll work and B, how you can make it better. Yep. But, you know, one of the most important things is speed of iteration and, and improving a product. So to just get it out, like as long as it works and, you know, it kind of needs to be like a, a reasonable uh, quality to some extent, but like it doesn't have to be anywhere near perfect. And it can be quite an uncomfortable feeling as an entrepreneur. Like if this is your baby and, you know, if it's something that you really care about, you want it to be perfect, but just don't don't worry about that. Just get it out really. Yes, I mean there is that famous saying, you know, perfect is the is the enemy of very good. You know, I mean if you if you're waiting for perfection, uh, you're just going to be waiting for a long time. Stuff to, you know, you, it's going to delay your progress. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like we didn't know whether to launch, and then I talked to a friend who set up a business, and I said, like, oh, you know, we're waiting for this page to be done in the app, and like in retrospect, it was like a pretty small thing. And she was like, we've had our business for five years. There's like you know these three pages that like are really slow loading on the website and it will never be perfect. Just get on with it. And I was like, I'm really glad she said that because then we launched really soon afterwards. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good advice. And now uh, Jess, we, we come to another one of our recurring segments here at Nerd to Business called Nerd Superpower. So Nerd Superpower. Uh, so as the, uh, the dating slash tech uh, nerd, there you go, there's a, um, a moniker you probably never thought would be applied to you when you were sort of working uh, at an investment bank, but there you go. So what would you think, you know, what would you say is your nerd superpower? So, you know, what gives you the edge uh, in, your, in your professional life, in your, in your work there leading so synced? 
Yeah, I think like I'm interested in lots of different things. So I'm quite good at keeping a handle on a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily like really good at any area specifically, if that makes sense. But I really like seeing how everything connects and how everything works together. Um, and I, I love learning new things. So, you know, like we've had to learn quite a bit about law, like in terms of say like corporate structure or GDPR. And then obviously tech, like we, we know, you know, really quite a lot about tech now, mm-hmm. um, like marketing, like content writing, social media. Like, I think it's just, I guess, seeing, seeing the bigger picture um, and kind of working out how all, all of it fits together. So you're obviously what's called an infinite learner. You know, you're someone that continually likes to learn and and uh, understand how things work and deconstruct and put them back together and and, and iterate and so on. Were yeah. you were you much of a SWAT at high school and university? Were you a, were you a good student? Uh, yeah. So I, I guess yeah. Yeah. I definitely do have some kind of like ADHD tendencies. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I don't necessarily always like sit down and concentrate all in one go. Yes. But I, you know, I did my homework on time and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. It's um, harking back to uh, homework, uh, school homework uh, as an insight to the mindset of a disruptor. And, and look, Jess, here's one final question for you. I like to ask all of our guests this one. You know, I find that entrepreneurs are actually quite deep thinkers, you know, with a restless mind, you know, always sort of thinking about, you know, how can I do this differently or better? Now, whether it's um, meditation or a nice bottle of red or whatever, a walk in the park, I mean, do you have a mental habit or process that you use to really channel that creativity? Yes, 100%. I walk three times a day, like religiously. So like when I wake up in the morning, I walk, I listen to music. So I love listening to music. Um, and then I do that at lunchtime. And then I do that after work as well. And I just need that. Like it, that is kind of, I guess, my creative time and it's my decompression time. So yep. that enables me to, I guess, yeah, like relax to some extent and also just come up with new ideas. I think if I didn't do that, it just like would probably get stuck in a rut sometimes yep. um but yeah i just i love that so much and it makes such a difference jessica alderson from dating app so synced we are now asking you to take a ride on the nerdometer so this is the nerdometer tm and uh, this is where we put our guests uh to the test on how nerdy they are now Jess, I've got to say, you know, you're the founder of a dating app that works on the Myers-Briggs personality test. It's all about data. I have high hopes here. I think you're going to be quite nerdy, but it's, it's up to you. So you need to rate yourself. It's a self-rating mechanism here out of 10. How much of a nerd are you? Yeah, I think 
probably nine. A nine. Whoa, that's pretty yeah, 80, nerdy. 89. Yeah, for, I did like, I did a chemistry degree. I did a master's in computational chemistry. Like, for, like love, like, yeah, digging into the data of everything to do with the app. Yeah, pro, pro, no, eight and a half. We'll go eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay, that's that's very solid. Yeah, I, yeah, I was pretty sure you'd be pretty high up there on the on the nerdy, uh, the nerd factor.